I'm Libby Winningham, or Liv. My pronouns are they, them. And I'm Bryce Winningham, and my pronouns are he, him. And, and we're, we're the, the Queerious Twins. Twins. Join our conversations weekly as we discuss a variety of topics that range from being gay in a small conservative town to sharing tips on how to live a life of freedom and true happiness. And while there's plenty of serious topics, there's also some fun banter, plenty of funny stories, and uh, some embarrassing things we'll be sharing. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the episodes. You can start talking now. We're going to jump into uh, Bryce's coming out story and we will get to mine another day because they're both very different in the the time frame of them (sighs) Bryce came out five years um prior to myself i just want to kind of it was four years Mm -hmm. okay i just want to kind of set the the scene of (laughs) where we're at (laughs) our our setup right now is in our um, our younger brother's room we've got (laughs) hamela the hamster chilling she's our mascot (laughs) Um, our little brother, when I say little, he's only a couple years younger. Uh, he's got a giant Star Wars poster, uh, with some... Yeah, Luke Skywalker's looking down upon us right now, and, uh... As we record this episode. Yeah. Alright, so I kind of want to go into... How long ago is this? We're, we're almost 25. So, this was 2016. This is 2016. This is when... So, you had been living in Florida since August 2013. Okay, yeah. And I moved down in January of 2016. Okay. Because I remember I was working at Dunkin' Donuts as a seasonal worker, <laughs> and my boss had literally just come to me and said, well, we want to keep you on full time. And I said, I'm actually moving to Florida. He said, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, so do you want to share like what you were up to at the time? Do you remember? Oh, God, it was such I a think blur. You were so still... I left. I left our... We're in a very small town in North Carolina, and I decided that I didn't want to continue uh, my high school journey in this small town. I didn't feel comfortable being myself. I felt like an outcast, I think, at our very religious Christian school. So I moved down and lived with my grandparents to finish high school. And Bryce, when did you move down? January 2016. So how long was I down there? You'd been down there since August 2013. Oh, well, 2013. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I had moved down there three years before Bryce did, and then um, and then Bryce moved down, and we were both living with, with our grandma, mm-hmm. um, so it was kind of a very fun situation, and we would take... I loved it. We, we <laughs> Cause were... Because it was like we had our independence, but we also had that parental... <laughs> By parental, you mean we had a place to live, and she would check in very... Infrequently. Yes. So there wasn't much, which we were pretty good kids. I mean, we didn't get into trouble. No, no. So there was no need for her to even get involved. Right. I mean, she would would put in her two cents or, you know, ask us questions (laughs) on occasion. But, I mean, we we were responsible. We were both working hard and focusing on making money and, Mm -hmm. and trying to provide for ourselves as best as we could. But we didn't have the financial obligation of rent, which was... Which helped Amazing. a lot. Right. How old were we at this point? We were 19. Okay, 19. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would take weekly... We were about an hour... A, an hour? A little over an hour. A little yeah. over an hour away from the beach. So when we say we lived in Orlando, we lived kind of on the outskirts of Orlando, just central Florida area, and we would take weekly beach trips in... What was it? Your Sebring? The convertible? <laughs> we, we would take... So I had this... Um, 
was no no this wasn't the Sebring. I don't think I had the Sebring. This no, is... it was this was the Sebring. <laughs> okay. Yes, it was. Okay, okay, you're right. We take weekly beach trips. Okay. So I owned a 2004 Chrysler Sebring. Piece of shit. That we <laughs> <laughs> literal piece of shit. That um, I mean, I was grateful for it at the time. The issue was it was the engine was strong, but it was just falling apart. And I just remember going to the junkyard on so many occasions to get replacement parts and doing all the work in grandma's driveway. And as soon as I would fix one thing, something else would something break. Something else would break. Well, this was our this was our car that we would take to the beach mainly because it was a convertible. We put the top down. And then we didn't have to worry about it. And we would take we would take regular trips, you know, when the weather was good. But this one particular day I remember practicing. Well, we the have car. to talk about more of our like our go to thing was to stop at Wawa, which is a gas oh, station. Oh yeah, it was a very regular thing. In Florida and we get Wawa subs. is like if if anybody lives in the North Carolina region, South Car- does South Carolina have sheets or no? Yeah. All right. I think so. Sheets Wawa is basically the equivalent of sheets, but a It's an elevated gas station. They have food that you normally couldn't find at an Exxon. Uh, Wawa or... coffee and subs slap. Yeah. Like some good stuff. And we would pack it a cool a cooler with some other snacks and we would just head out. And even on days after work, if we got off around four, we would just head straight to the beach and spend yeah. um until the it got dark. Day. Yeah. And um this particular day, yeah, we were driving and I had told Livy that I had something significant to share with her. I think a few days prior. Okay, can I, like, can I can I kind of tell yeah, you what tell I remember? From, like, okay. We were driving and we I remember stopping for gas, but it wasn't at Wawa. We had stopped at some other gas station. Cuz you also had to go to the bathroom. I had to pee. <laughs> <laughs> it was only an hour trip. And we stop, and I remember pulling into this gas station, and you look at me, and you said, oh, shoot, what did you say? You said, um, I don't know if I'm going to heaven. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, do you think we're going to heaven? And I was like, where the hell is this coming from? And it was kind of scaring me, because you had earlier said you needed to talk to me about something. Yeah. And he was acting very strange. Like, we had just kind of... Not mended our our relationship, but when I had moved to Florida, when I lost... did, I kind of detached myself from everybody and f- from family and friends in North Carolina. Yeah. And started my journey in Florida, and I'll go deeper into why all that was, but Bryce and I weren't close. We were close, but we weren't... We were in we were high sibling. school. We were normal had... sibling close. Yeah, yeah. We were... <laughs> when I say we're close now, we're very close now. He's my best friend. We do everything together. But in high school, from like, well, middle school to high school, yeah. we were just like, yeah, he's my brother or right. he's my twin. But we wouldn't... We didn't have the same... But like... I think we were, we were always grouped together as the twins. And because yeah. I was, I think, a little more outgoing. And I was the very much an introvert yeah like, and I, I think was... you always kind of got pushed to the side and you were known as Bryce's oh absolutely sister, absolutely know? yeah which I hate finding out that now at the time I didn't even you didn't recognize know. it yeah right well this particular time when he had moved back to Florida we we got very close and this is kind of the day that really made us even closer and I remember thinking like and I was like what's up what's going on and here and you didn't want to talk about it mm-hmm. until we got to the beach so we like we went to the bathroom we got back in the car we drove um and I don't remember the things leading up to that moment but I remember 
like sitting on the beach. Do you, I just remember, remember I couldn't. I feel like I couldn't breathe, and it was. Uh, I think a lot of people who um, have come out to someone close to them can relate to this. Um, is that yeah? It was. It's something that you. Um, it's like you remember every moment leading up to it, especially right before. Mm-hmm. And we were. We had unpacked the cooler. We were sitting on the beach. And you were like, you had said something like, all right, like, you can talk to me now. And you, you had said something like, you can tell me every, anything. Yeah. And I was so nervous, but I knew... Oh, he was so nervous. It was... But I knew that I wouldn't lose you because you had... We had grown so close at that point. Right. And you had given me no indication that that would change. Mm-hmm. So while I was scared, I also didn't assume the worst outcome like right. I did with the family. Right. Okay, can I pause and just explain? <laughs> okay, so Bryce has dated many of my friends growing up. Okay, so you you were dating Emily. Let's not mention names. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cut. Cue. All right. <laughs> All right, Bryce had dated one of my friends in high school for three years. It was It was like a little over two. A little over two. Very promising of them <laughs> maybe getting engaged after high school. Yeah. Very serious relationship. I think it's a... And point. it had ended. And I remember you calling me yeah. very upset Devastated. about it. Well, Devastated. I mean, at that point, she was not only, you know, my girlfriend, but she was my best friend. Well, yeah. You know, and, and because you would you know, left and, and like you said, detached yourself. Um, I think I needed someone to kind of fill the void that you left. And I had been dating her and I had grown, you know, seriously attached to her family and, and to her. And I was, I was, I could genuinely say I loved her, Mm -hmm. but the, the sexual chemistry just wasn't there. Right. And like, in. And I can describe it like when we would kiss, I can describe it as kissing an inanimate object <laughs> or like a wall, you know, or like walking up to a wall and just kissing it. And, and at the time it seemed weird, but I was in denial and I was like, obviously I'm going to grow out of this because we had grown up learning that it's a choice. Oh, absolutely. You know, you can change your sexuality if you pray the gay away. Basically or, pray the gay away. Yeah. Our, our parents had this concept that it was a choice and that anytime I mean growing up if there was a gay scene on TV my mom I would remember hearing her say like oh that's so disgusting that's so wrong well, she would scoff or walk she away she would scoff roll her eyes I mean that's the kind of environment we grew up in and so can I can I say that <laughs> that um this girl he was dating she wanted to wait till marriage to have sex and i remember bryce saying like oh that's not a problem (laughs) (laughs) i just remember feeling relieved every time like if we happened to be to be making out or something and when i would try to feel something um thinking that given time things would change and then she would you know stop it and say oh no we can't go any further and i would have a sense of relief like okay good because i'm not into it anyway right um and yeah, I think for so long, because we had been so indoctrinated that I thought, I genuinely believed that I could change. 
and yeah, that's not how it works. <laughs> no. Okay, so t- t- after we went on that little <laughs> tangent, we're sitting on the beach. It's it's kind of windy, and Bryce is looking at me, and he's <laughs> it was so nervous, and I was like, "What the hell does he want to talk about? Why did he ask me if we're going to heaven earlier? This and that." Yeah. Um, and he says, "Livy." Um, I'm not attracted to women. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, are you attracted to men? And you were like, yeah. Um, but I remember you not, you didn't, you didn't say to me like, Livy, I'm gay. I didn't say I'm gay. I, and you, you said, Livy, I'm not attracted to women. To women. And yeah. I was like, all right. Thinking that that, that would ease you into it. Cause when people hear gay, it's like a it's like a trigger for some people. So a trigger I, for some people, but for some reason, even though I grew up in such a religious environment, I have parents. I I I myself was very involved in church up until I was. I think I kind of stepped away at eight, like nineteen, right? I think you had stepped away before. A little before that, yeah. but from sixteen to like eighteen, yeah. I was very involved in church. Yeah, it was a big part of my life, and so when Bryce told me this. I was not phased, like, whatsoever. I was genuinely shocked. I remember being a little confused. You were confused because you had never seen me that way Because I had never seen you that way, and because you had dated many of my friends, and although only that one in high school, that relationship was the only serious one, even in middle school, you were always kind of, like, interested in my friends, Mm -hmm. and I don't know if it's because you related to them more on, like, a friend base. Like, he always had a group of friends that were girls i don't remember you having many guy friends except for yeah there was there was the kid down the street um we can i can steven think of, <laughs> yeah we're just gonna throw steve because steven will be another topic of discussion on our podcast because he was a big part of our childhood yeah. and so around like i think it was around 16 we kind of stopped being able to relate on stuff and that's kind of when we drifted yeah apart but bryce um, mainly had like a lot of my friends were also his were also friends. My, and I think that's kind of was another issue for you because oh, I was, I was very, more yeah, outgoing. Like, <laughs> You're like, why is he always around my friends? Like, why does he want to, you know? It's to, just because you related more to them, maybe, and because well, I think the I, guys I felt at more, our school were dicks. Well, like, I think I just felt more were... comfortable around them, and I was, like you said, able to relate to them. And yeah. Anyway, um, where were we? <laughs> so we were we're on the beach, and I remember you telling me this, and. You were shocked that I wasn't, like, yeah. more what? Did you think I was... You were kind of like, yeah, you had said, so are you attracted to guys? And I kind of... Yeah, I just kind of wanted to understand because I didn't, like, I had no... Yeah. There were no signs for me. Right. Which is weird because we'll get into that <laughs> a little later. But I didn't know that Bryce had been dealing with this since what middle school like you always knew right well I was always I always knew that something was off that I was different yeah but I didn't really have a definitive um realization at the time until I think it was the end of high school that I kind of was like oh shit this isn't going away you know this is this isn't something that can be changed Mm -hmm. or chosen so you were always kind of expecting for it to go away. Yeah, I always thought it was a phase because that's what I had been told. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I think you, and I had actually been dating a guy at the time. And Was this Dylan? 
This was Dylan. You don't remember? So <laughs> I, I had been, I had met this guy and I had been dating him and Livy just thought he was a friend. I'm pretty sure grandma oh knew. Oh my God. I'm so fucking stupid because he, <laughs> this guy came over. I remember on Valentine's day yeah. and I was doing nothing because I had no life. Yeah. I mean, I did, but I didn't. And like a lot of my friends were work friends. They were coworkers and, and they had their I, own plans. They had their own plans. Oh, you know who came over? That kid from that I went to school with. What was his name? Alex. <laughs> Alex. <laughs> so Alex came over to hang out with me, and I totally did not have any like Inkling. sense that he yeah. was into me. He he years later said that he had a thing for me, but I was totally blind. We actually went on like a friend date on Valentine's Day. But this guy, <laughs> Dylan, came over for Bryce and you guys went out, didn't you? And I was just We went like, out to, um, he, <laughs> it was so random. <laughs> he said that, I forget which restaurant chain that he really loved. It wasn't like a, it was like a Ruby Tuesdays or something. It wasn't Ruby Tuesdays, but it was something like that. Okay. And I just remember going and feeling, because this was my first experience out in public with a guy. Right. In a romantic sense. Mm-hmm. And I remember feeling kind of elated and excited yeah but also ex- incredibly nervous and and insecure and um we're going on another tangent but oh grandma 100 percent knew grandma 100 percent. first knew of all dylan had an equality sticker on his on the, mustang on his mustang which i never put two and two together yeah but th- yeah this is before you came out to me right um and so I'm shocked you didn't pick up. And I would also stay over at his house. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. I am so stupid. Yeah, you, you really mean? just... It went completely it went, over your oh, head. Over my head, I yeah. would call you and say like, oh yeah, I'm tired. I'm just going to crash here. Oh my God. And it didn't even register. Wow. Okay, this is what I get for growing up in that how the environment I did. I wouldn't have yeah. picked up on these things. It's amazing what you can unintentionally... Like, the signs you can ignore. <laughs> right. Oh, but, my gosh. Yeah. Okay, so this was what? This was 2016. 2016. Bryce had... We were, we had this conversation on the beach. It was He told May, me that I was I the think. only... I was the first person you came out to. Yeah. Um, And you told me I couldn't tell a soul. Yeah. And I held this... You guys, I held this secret for how many years? So, it was two years. Only two? Yep. Are you sure? It was August. Okay, a solid two years, which, mind you, like, I'm pretty good with secrets, but this was a big one. This is a heavy one. This weighed yeah. on me all the time. And fast forward, this is confusing. If we tell our stories of going to Florida, moving back to North Carolina, we flip-flop. Our family flip-flopped a lot between the two states. But let me set the scene. Fast forward two years later... We are in what our duplex. We had yeah. we had moved back. We had moved back to with our parents. At this time, I had begun to have like health issues. Bryce started having health issues, and we'll get into that's a another huge topic, topic. that we'll have to get into another yeah. time. But we were in the duplex, and Bryce finally just couldn't. It was well, and I think a lot of people can understand this. It's it's a secret that significant ways really heavily Mm. and and it can get to the point where it's the only thing constantly on your mind and I just knew that I had to get it off my chest and kind of own it to bring my 
myself my own sense of relief, you know? Yeah. And so I just remember I could not tell mom and dad or court to their faces. And so I had a beach trip with a friend and her family um, coming up. And I was like, this will be an opportune moment to do it, but I won't have to be there when it happens. So I had written um, a letter to my parents and brother and was going to have Libby read it to them. Oh, God. And I remember asking you and you're like, uh. You put so much, that's such a heavy thing. First of all, because you ditched me and you went on this beach trip, which I understand completely yeah. because Bryce kind of broke the, what would you call, like you paved the way for me Yeah, and I, that's how I was, I had a little easier, well, not so easy, but to them it was easier, yeah. I guess. And so you went on your beach trip. So up until this point, unless mom and dad were in denial about me. Um, Denial. I don't know. There, there were signs, you yeah, know. Yeah, there were definitely signs. And I think for a parent, especially those that are hyper-religious, it's something that you you never consider or you hope that's not true. And so you kind of convince yourself otherwise. Mm-hmm. But I remember the night we were planning on doing it, I had, um, my friend and her family were going out to dinner and she said, do you want to come? And I said, no, I'm going to hang back. I'm not feeling too well, which was true because of the anxiety and stress that it was causing me. Yeah. I was so, I felt ill and I can remember you guys had eaten dinner and you said, okay, I'm reading it to them now. Oh my God. And I can just remember I was in the bathroom when you, when I received that text and I just collapsed onto the tiled bathroom floor and was just wailing and weeping. And I, I can just recall feeling so. Ugh, I'm getting like a little teary eyed listening to this because I don't remember that. I can just, I can remember having so much fear and mm-hmm. because up until that point, um, you know, mom and dad had never given any compassion mm. or empathy to anyone um, outside of the heteronormative sexuality. And they, I genuinely thought I was going to lose them. I thought that I was going to come back and they were going to ask me to leave. Yeah. And so I had kind of prepared for that, um, prepared for the worst outcome. And I, and more than anything was losing my family that's what scared me because we were incredibly close yeah and um I was just crying on the bathroom floor and I can just remember lying on the bath mat and just on my side curled up in a ball and holding my legs and I can just remember the texture of the bathroom mat and it's something that's going to be a sensation that's like will forever remain in my mind associated with that memory. Yeah. And you texted me after and said, okay, I read it. Okay, no, no. When I said that, I could not get through the letter. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we had dinner and I texted you that I was going to read it. And I didn't know that I was gonna only going to get like a quarter of the way through. Mm-hmm. And I got so emotional because I feel so deeply. Like if I know someone else is in pain yeah. and I know... Like, it just, 
is a very also and I don't know if that was me subconsciously like this was also me yeah. coming out because I felt it so deeply and when I read it I just started crying and I couldn't get through it and mm-hmm. that's just the emotional side of me and I put the letter down and mm-hmm. mom and dad both started to read it and I remember the, the look on dad's face he was confused because I remember that they took it a lot better I mean they were both shocked for yeah. sure but they took it in a way that was like well, how, why would we kick you out? Yeah. They were both so like, you guys think that low, like, yeah. of us? Well, we thought that their <clears throat> their homophobia would supersede their love for us. Right. Because they always placed God and their faith, especially our mom, above. Everything else. I mean, if, if worse comes to worse, I think she would always choose her faith. Right? Yeah. Over us. I mean, that's just what... Right. I mean, and I think that's <laughs> most Christians, um, or at least those that that retain that um, kind of Southern Baptist, like... Mindset. Mindset, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so in court, <laughs> court's our younger brother. Um, he, what? I remember... How did you react? He, I don't remember Court so much. I think I remember her, him being like, wait, wait, what? Bryce is, wait, what? Because Court is such a funny, like, you can read something and explain something, and he'll still not maybe catch on right away, especially if it's, like, a foreign thing to him, and it is. Yeah. Because he, we've never, we didn't have that much exposure to, to like, the queer community growing up because my parents made sure that we didn't. It was always kind of like my mom would just put, like, this... What she would call a hedge of protection <laughs> around <laughs> us. And it's something the Christian community uses, I think, as a hedge of protection. And I think she always, anytime something was just foreign or not from, like, the Bible, it'd be like, oh, gosh, no. Kids, cover your eyes, cover your ears, yeah. you know? And so I think Court was very, like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> and Well, Court thought... Because he... He just thought he wasn't attracted to either gender, is he, what he, he assumed. He thought that I was, yeah. He thought you were what? Asexual? Asexual. <laughs> he didn't know the terminology, but, but he that's... thought, yeah, that I was just un- incapable of having sexual urges, I guess. Um, and I remember just this being... I don't remember the the leading up after, or the... I remember mom calling me. Oh, I don't remember Because that. they thought that I was... I guess in my letter, it I it made it sound like I was going on this trip to kill myself. Oh, my God. And, which is not... Definitely not. No, no. And so she called me, and I just knew I couldn't answer. Right. Because I, I had no idea how they reacted. Um, and she texted me and said, I wish I had the text message. Because it brought me so much instant relief it was well i don't understand well i not i might not be able to accept your choice i think she said choice right um nothing will ever prevent me from loving you yeah and that was a very um validating and and even though it wasn't exactly how i would sorry i just spit at you (laughs) 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 <laughs> just spit almost landing on her face. Even though I, um, well, now you're wincing like you're expecting it again. 
should have We need this, the wind guard right here. This protection. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was such a, uh, a sense of relief. And I knew that the worst possible outcome wasn't going to come to pass and that I would not lose my family. And I just, yeah. And then I remember coming back from the beach uh-huh. and mom and dad hugged me and we never spoke about it again until... Like, oh, really? Yeah, it was just like something... Oh, they never kinda, brought it up? Nope, just kind of swept so it under the rug. So you sweep it under the rug and it does not exist. Yeah. <laughs> My God, I didn't... The only thing I remember about your coming out story, well, like, you know, what took place was the beach. Mm-hmm. I remember that very clearly. And then the letter. And it's funny it. that I was at the beach both times. The beach is like, I guess, your sense of... Or your... It gives you comfort, Maybe? I think it's a very yeah the the ocean and the in the beach and the sunshine it's a very rejuvenating and very comforting place for me so yeah. I think I both times I just felt like it was the right time to share yeah did did so. um did your friend that you went to the beach with did she know what was going on I actually came out to her the next day oh the next day yeah and because I actually let her read the letter oh, and the okay. first thing she said was are you okay? Aww. And then she said, I also knew. <laughs> she knew? She knew. Holy shit. Okay, she and I never got along, but the fact that she was there for you in that time, oh, yeah, I'm I'll very always, grateful. I'll, yeah, Megan, I'll always hold her in in high esteem and, and always be able to recall She's very intuitive, that moment. if she knew. She, oh, she's very intuitive. And That's she's, amazing. She's incredibly smart and... Um, yeah. <laughs> she was actually a huge um inspiration for me at the time because she I had felt like I was there's like a mosquito in here. Um she was always so true to herself and would not compromise her beliefs for anyone. Right. And that was so Maybe that's why her, she and I didn't get along because her maybe. strong personality and my strong personality just did Clashed, not yeah. <laughs> mix well. But I just remember yeah, looking up to her and, and thinking, I want to be that way. I want to... Uh-oh. Did it did it go past our time that it had to upload? I don't know. I wonder when it stopped. I don't know. So we got 30 minutes on this one. Anyway, Megan's great. I'll add a flag to that. Um... Yeah. So that was coming out, and... So we just kind of... I mean, Mom and Dad never brought it up again for years. I mean, there were little... I always initiated. I would always do the the um, conversation that way. Right. It's not something that they would initiate. Yeah. Which was fine, because whenever I did, I would, I would be ready to mm-hmm. have that uh, conversation. And I think um, it was just so, like you said, foreign to them. And it was outside of their realm of understanding. Right. And. Well, let's also say that the town we are in currently is the town we grew up in. And it's a very small. It's growing a bit. But when you compare it in size, how how big would you say? So well, like, when we. We'll just give you guys a. We're near Charlotte. 
We're an hour from we're Charlotte. We're an hour from Charlotte, but we're how big? Probably. Hickory now is probably 45,000. At the time, it was probably... It's only 45,000 now? 40, yeah. Okay, so it's, it's, it's a small town. You run into people you grew up with yeah. all the time. I mean, well, especially be... when you live in a certain area. Right. Um, we'll be out and about at the store getting groceries, and we'll see someone from our childhood that we hadn't seen in, like, 10 years. Yeah. And it's always such an awkward encounter. But... <laughs> coming out in this small town where everybody we knew from our childhood was either from a church. It was all interconnected. Everyone that went to church down the street also knew the people from, you know, the church on the corner. And it was, it was. Everybody knows everybody. And there's always lots of gossip, gossip going on. And like people I went to school with, I still see pretty regularly. I mean, in passing, but still. Oh, it's amazing how dispersed our school, like, was in the area. Because we were in a school that was kindergarten through 12th grade that had, at most, at a time, 150 students. kids. K through 12th grade. So my graduating class had 12 people in it. And you can imagine, in a school that small, how quickly gossip would spread. So that was, you know, a constant fear yeah, and you still minds. have never publicly. So a lot of people, yeah, today would come out on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Yeah. You never had that because you never f- felt the need to. Right? I didn't feel the need to. I shared my sexuality with those who are important, I guess, yeah. and everyone else. I really couldn't care. And what I've come to learn is that the value I. I like to think that I live by a set of principles and because of that, I don't really require the validation from other people anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I I couldn't really, it doesn't bother me if they think poorly of me or, you know, and I, and I think it's important to get feedback so that we can always self-reflect and, and consider (laughs) (laughs) mistakes or, you know, um, for growth, what are you doing? <laughs> I need to stretch. <laughs> this weird, like. Oh God! <laughs> My leg. Can you pull this? No, not pull it. Pull it up. Oh, push it. <laughs> push <Yeah>. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that hurts. All right. So. Yeah, I would agree that. Where Bryce has been a lot more carefree that he doesn't... I mean, I'm speaking... I don't want to speak for you, but from what I've kind of observed from you, he doesn't give two shits about what people think of him. I mean, their negative feedback, right? So I would think that you just... I think the ignorance that other people project... Right, you've always referred it to as ignorance. You're like, well, they're just ignorant, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Whereas I take things more to heart because I am just that way. But I've, in the past few years, I think I've been a lot better about not caring so much about what people think because that's their own journey Mm -hmm. and what they think of you and what they, negative things they might say towards you is just a reflection of what they're dealing with and their, their own insecurities. Right. And so where, I mean, we'll get into this in my coming out story, which will be the next the next podcast, um, I was much more 
like, hey, like, this is me now, like, <laughs> be waving a flag. Yeah. And it's so funny because I have a story about that. Someone randomly seen the little flag in my Instagram bio. Uh-huh. And did I tell you about this? No, I don't think you did. Okay, so our cousin, we're pretty, we're, we're from a pretty large family, I would think. My mom's side, there's how many of us, like, including... Um, including second cousins? Second cousins. There's probably oh, 20, what? 20 some odd. 20 some mid-20s, odd. Mid-20s, I'd say. Yeah, mid-20s between all of us. And we were pretty close to our cousins for a while, and I think we all kind of have, our, like, our own lives going on. But um, I remember I just kind of subtly put a little pride flag in my bio, my Instagram bio, and and Allison was on the phone with me one day. Allison's my cousin who I'm close to. Mm-hmm. Her brother she said came in to their room one or her room one day or the kitchen or whatever. and was like, Hey, is Livia, is Livia lesbian? <laughs> <laughs> and Allison at the time thought it was still like a secret, which I wasn't really hiding ever, but I wasn't broadcasting. I wasn't yeah. like, Hey, look at me. Like I'm out and I'm proud, but he's like, Hey, is Livia lesbian? And Allison's like, mm, I think she's just an ally. <laughs> <laughs> and this is before well, I shared for, my yeah, for, my pronouns. Yeah. Cuz I haven't publicly come out with my pronouns just because like I just it doesn't feel right like people that I are close to me, I share them with, but I'm not I don't get offended by if someone says she, I don't get offended, but I prefer they them. Yeah. Like it makes me comfortable, but in Allison was like, <sighs> no, she's just an ally. This and that. And David goes <laughs> She has like she has a little flag in her bio, and she has a picture of her and this girl, this girl being my my girlfriend. <laughs> but David thinking, yeah, that she was just a friend I was close to, mm. and I just thought that was you really were close funny. to her, all right. <laughs> so that, for the fact, it's just funny that people will go and see. It's just that one thing, and he's like, oh my gosh, but you uh, you were never like. You never had, like, a a coming out on your public you yeah. know, Instagram. And like whatever. I said, I think I've shared it with all the... The people mm, that are most important to you. Yeah, the per- people I care about sharing it with. Right. Those who have been there for me, mm-hmm. who I felt um, that I valued. And, yeah. So, and that's really all I care about. Yeah. and And even now, it's like, our parents are still... It'll always be a... It's something they. They're um, still they getting tolerate. accustomed to. Well, it's it's something that they tolerate. They'll never be able to understand it or support it. But what my mom says is that they love us mm-hmm. and they want us to be happy. I guess to an extent. Right. I mean, she prays for our souls oh, every night. 100%. But hundred percent, a hundred percent. She is. I mean. <laughs> I one day walked into her room to go find something, and she had a little book on her nightstand that was like, praying your kids back to God. Praying for your prodigal children or something. Yes, yes. And for people listening that didn't grow up with a religious household, parents, this and that, this probably sounds very foreign to you, but this is such a normal thing. Well, I think for every kid, they want... um acceptance from right. their parents they want 100 percent. they they at least i did and i've slowly given up trying you know 
I still look for it. And I'm trying to get out of that mentality because I think for so long I just wanted them to validate my feelings and this and that. And, And for me, I'll never be able to come out to my parents and say, this is how I identify Mm -hmm. because they will not understand. They will not be able to comprehend that that's a thing. And that's just some people like they won't understand non-binary and it will be, it will be mind blowing. I mean, the fact that they are still getting accustomed to us both being queer it's hard for them because they, I think, pictured much different lives for us when we were growing up. Yeah. Well, if there's any evidence that it's nature, not nurture, it's that we grew up in possibly one of the most religious settings, environments that you could, right. and yet both of us are gay. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously not something that's learned or a choice based on your environment it's just something innate yeah it's it's instinct you know and it's um it's biological and people still physiological when you tell somebody that we're both queer they're like they think it's so funny that we're twins and it's just like we're both you know and you know there's 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 a saying that oh you know most gay men have older sisters and they were just washed with this, the wrong sex hormones or something like that. People say that? Yeah, there's this theory that gay men have many older sisters and that they were washed with the wrong sex hormones in the womb and that's why that they... That's such a weird thing to but say. Yet, right, I have n- we have no older siblings. We had Lindsay. L- well, Lindsay, that's one. But I mean, the theory goes that it's it has to, you know... Anyway, it's it's... It's wrong. It's not correct, but right. I just think it's interesting that you know people come up with these. Anyway, <laughs> or it's a test from God. You know, it's something that we oh, have gosh. to overcome. Right. And it's a, a trial. Or it's a trial. Yeah, which is yeah because some Christians have this theory that you know because like they'll be like, well, why do bad things happen to good people? And their excuse is. God is just testing your faith. God only God only tests the strongest of us. <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, well, we have so many <laughs> thoughts on religion that we'll we'll have to dive into that another day. But this was this is your coming out story, and I think this is it my was, coming out story and the tangents that are associated with it. I think it was kind of like a long process because you came out to me. It was a long, process. and then two years later, you came out to mom and dad in court. Yeah. And oh, those two years, that was a rough time. Wow. I, I remember, because that was when the worst of my health was beginning. I, de- I was dealing with, you know, poor health in addition to the mental anguish and turmoil that this secret harbored over me, you know? Yeah. And it was a bad time. And I, I will say that I was I was suicidal at the time. And every time... I considered going through with it, I would always think about you um, <laughs> and how selfish you would start. be. <laughs> I'm going to start crying. God. Anyway, it's, it, you saved my life, you know, and uh, I don't think I tell you that often enough. <laughs> you do. I mean, sometimes, <laughs> but then you know the waterworks will start. Oh my God. 
Anyway, this was my coming out story, and if you joined us and made it this far... Made it this far? Thank you. Thank you for going through all the tangents with us, and we went down so many rabbit holes, but I think if we don't piece together the puzzle, then it'll be a little confusing. I think this is kind of therapeutic for us as well. I think we're making um, realizations and, and recognizing things that maybe we haven't before by talking it is <laughs> back. I think we both agreed that this podcast is definitely Bryce nor I can afford therapy. So <laughs> <laughs> I think we're both kind of each other's therapists and that's such a bad thing to say because we put so many heavy things on each other. But this conversation is just therapeutic and I I think that there'll be other people that can relate to it because yeah. I'm I know we're not the only ones. I mean, I wonder if there's any other sets of twins that are. I mean, yeah, that's a thing. But... I've heard of I've heard of um, like all male gay twins or all female gay twins, but never a male and a female fraternal. Wow, what if we're the first gay twins? We're not the first, but <laughs> <laughs> there are fewer of us, I'm sure. Okay. So. Wow, well, guys, thank you for joining us. If you made it this far, uh, next week we have my my coming out story, which is. <laughs> a little more a little more involved it's complicated complicated we'll definitely have to set the timeline and everything, everything up for in that chronological order. but yeah. but try to join us for that and um we'll have plenty of more interesting stories topics more tangents more tangents more banter sure. and uh <laughs> yeah we're the Aquarius twins thank you for joining us bye your week my week was good good it just started <laughs> mine no this is because i start my mini vacation today so that chair i know if you if anyone is listening and hears this like rocking noise it's because my chair this is, it's bryce's goodwill chair it's my goodwill chair and yeah if i just barely move it makes these loud groans do you want to trade places you know, I always sit in this chair, so maybe we should. Okay, switch. All right. Oh, that was loud. Jesus. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. All right. All right. We've switched. I'm getting crisscross applesauce. We got the pups in here. Oh, little Balto. All right. Um. So, what are we talking about today? We're talking about worst dates. Worst dates. Because we've had plenty, and. I look back at all my dates with men in the past, and I hate that I'm like this. And am I just a bad person for not remembering half of their names? And also, I think I think they all kind of blend together now because there were so many, and they were in like they happened all around the same time too. And this was like five years ago. Yeah. Also, your Mm. teeth are looking really white. Thank you. It's my charcoal. It's your charcoal whitening toothpaste. Yeah. Because Maddie's teeth are so white, I have to compete. <laughs> it's a competition. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, like, five plus years ago is when all these really yeah. bad dates occurred. I think you were trying to fill a void 
maybe. I think you mentioned that last podcast. We we established this. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Should I start mine? Actually, because I, I think, think they. Escalate. I want to start my. I I want to do one, then you do one, and then so forth. Because I want to end with yours and so forth. Your last one. Because mine is just. Because that last one is, is so kills bad. me every time. That, okay. All right. So let me get my list so I don't forget. Because I want to do them in chronological order. Okay. So the first one took place while I was still in high school and this was when I was no longer in a relationship I had just turned 18 Mm -hmm. I wanted to kind of explore the world of dating and I made the mistake of downloading (laughs) grinder and for those who don't know what grinder is why does that name always get me it's essentially a hookup app it's but it's very gross (laughs) it's it's very gross. Very gross. Um, you can receive a dick pic without any, like, <laughs> oh my god, previous engagement or anything. Without even connecting with the person. No, no, no. They'll just send you a message and you open it and it's a picture and it's like sup. <laughs> so I was quickly desensitized by Grinder, but that's another story. So the I met this guy. He. Uh, was going to school up in the mountains and we chatted it was fine he said would you like to uh to meet and I said sure and I was extremely nervous because this was my first meet up date whatever you want to call it with a another gay guy a grinder date with a grinder date yeah and so we decided to meet because at the time I didn't have a place to go and I was extremely afraid of being seen or spotted by someone if we went out to a public place so mm-hmm. he and i met <laughs> in the parking lot of walmart okay everybody goes to walmart though so you didn't think you'd run into anybody no there. no but this was the walmart this was not the walmart oh in not our walmart Hickory. this was the walmart in lenore mm-hmm. so it was like everybody half, knows where that is it was halfway between my <laughs> Court's hamster, little Hamill, is stuffing her cheeks with... Just a side She's our mascot. Anyway, back to my story. So we meet, he's driving this tiny little Toyota Echo, which for those who are unfamiliar, if you can imagine a Toyota Corolla, it's the smaller version of a Toyota Corolla. So it was... Is it like a Prius almost? It's smaller than a Prius. Okay. It's tiny. So anyway, we're in the backseat talking, just chilling... And we start making out, we start (laughs) grinding, we start making out and, uh, you know, hormones are, (laughs) I hate that word so much. (laughs) You hate when mom says it. I hate when mom says it. Hormones. Anyway, we, uh, we were getting frisky. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) That was bad too. (laughs) And, uh, if you can recall for those who have seen the 1997 classic titanic with leonardo dicaprio and kate winslet that scene when they're in the car everybody knows the car scene the car scene you know when the windows steam up because they're getting hot and heavy inside That's well the same thing happened did you imagine because it was cold outside titanic when this was occurring no because i didn't even realize the windows were fogging up at the time i was preoccupied with other things anyway mid makeout sesh we see this light flash in through the window and there was a knock on the window. 
And good. (laughs) (laughs) That was our sound effect by Libby. (laughs) And uh, I all of a sudden go into panic mode and I open the door. And it was mom. (laughs) Thank God, no. No, you guys are living in Florida. (laughs) Uh, But that's where your mind goes. You're like, how did they find me? Like, you know. And it was a police officer, and he just says, y'all can't do this here. He's probably like... You gotta go. (laughs) I was like... And then I said, okay, officer. Thank you, officer, as he walks away, because I was so... I don't know. I was... (laughs) I went on full full panic mode, and I was so embarrassed, and I felt so much shame. You know, the same thing happened to court, not with a guy, but... He also was making out with somebody in the back of the car. I think it's different, though, because I had so much fear and shame attached to what I was doing Mm -hmm. that I just, yeah. So it was was the most embarrassing experience. And so what happened? Did you guys continue So, no, no. So he and I talked for a little while longer, but it kind of fizzled out. He was a good conversationalist over text, but not in person. That's the worst. I know. So... We just kind of, like, things faded out. That's it. You but, went uh, about your night. Yeah, it was, you know, it was it was amicable, and, you know, yeah. so it was fine. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Your turn. I've never had that. Um. Okay, well, I only really have one bad date. No, you I don't. Would, oh, no, I wouldn't consider the other two bad dates... Like, the guys were nice, right? But they weren't, right. like, horrible. That they, st- I really had to dig in my mind for these because Bryce has three that really stuck out to him. And and I'm just like, okay, so the first one, because I think it's going to kind of, like, escalate to the very, like, end date. <laughs> yes. They'll end this whole entire episode. Um, I was talking to this guy probably, like, six years ago. And he was super nice. Um very friendly guy and he wanted to take me to like a nice restaurant which normally on the first date I wouldn't do but he we met there at the restaurant and I remember getting out of the car and seeing him at a, at a distance and I was like oh my god he's got like this guy dressed up like so much had a suit and like a tie on he brought like bouquet of flowers and I was like oh my god that is how you do a first date it was super intense and I like walked up to him because the closer I got to him I was like this guy looks not as tall as he did in his pictures which like a height thing doesn't really bother me but it was a good like I swear to god I was like no much more probably like like how, how how much is that Wait, you're five eight, right? Right, but he was like this much shorter than. So he me. was about five foot. He seemed like maybe not quite five foot, but oh, there wow. was a significant height difference, and I don't know. I just wasn't into that. So, <laughs> to him, we all got... women are Amazons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor guy. Poor guy. He was so nice, and after the after we like walked out of the restaurant after dinner and whatnot. Um, he's like, okay, so you like, uh, are you interested in the second date? And I was like, um, I don't think so. And he's like, oh, is it something I did? Da da da. And I was like, no, I think it's just like I'm getting like more of a vibe, like a friend vibe type of thing. Mm-hmm. 
super nice guy, but it was just funny, like... At least he was graceful about yeah. it. Because a lot of guys, their pride and ego couldn't handle Could rejection. Could not handle, yeah. So that wasn't, like, a bad date. I just remember... And it wasn't necessarily being, like, catfished either. Because, like, I think... It just... A lot can be... Especially height can be... Um, right. And I know there's plenty. The I know there's plenty of relationships where like the woman's a lot taller yeah. and the guy's a lot shorter, and that seems to like work for them. Right. Maybe it's just because like. It's interesting I'm though gay. that even yeah. though you still, you were gay, you didn't realize it at the time, but you still did have, a preference for, what you wanted in a guy at the time. I think so. Right. Yeah. So maybe taller than you, or at least my height, or at least your height. Yeah. Right? I think because growing up. And maybe this is just me, but, like, there's this portrayal of, like, the man always being taller. Bigger, so, taller. Bigger, taller. The man of the house. So maybe, like, in my mind, I was like, that's, you know. But maybe, I don't know. I think, I don't know. Hmm. But that's what that was. <clears throat> well, at good, least he was good a... Good meal. Yeah, good, good. Did he pay? <laughs> he did pay. He was a gentleman. What a gentleman. I know. A short gentleman, but a gentleman... Nonetheless. Nonetheless. <laughs> Cheers. So, <laughs> so what is that you're drinking? Um, it's Dr. D's. Spark- Dr. D's? Sparkling probiotic to help with my gut. Oh, good. Your yeah, gut. Yeah, my gut health is important to me. All right. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I was about to say. Bryce is about to, like, out me with my diet. Uh, all right, so the second in date that I that stood out to me it actually wasn't a horrible date it just ended badly so I, I love this one do you because this guy that you dated I I disliked so yeah. much so when you tell the story I it get, makes you I get so like um well, defensive defensive and you feel validated in how you felt about him yes so anyway there was this guy when I was living in Florida when Libby and I were living with grandma at Ram Rams and I began dating this guy, uh, and he seemed, this was my first relationship actually with a guy. So I wasn't good at reading red flags. Mm. So I just kind of went along with Can you tell anything. them what, what this guy, he was a self-proclaimed asshole. Oh yeah. So <laughs> the first time I met this guy, <laughs> this isn't a first date. This just happened to be. Um, on our first date, he had said, yeah, so something you should know about me is that I self-proclaim or identify as an asshole. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, I just, I know that I'm a dick. And I said, but don't you want to change that? He said, no, I'm fine with it. That's a huge red flag. Well, obviously, but I was 19, oh, and gosh. he was a cute guy, and he seemed normal enough. Normal enough. <laughs> That's what we're striving I for. Think, I think the word to describe me at the time was just desperate for love and attention from a man, you know? Mm-hmm. So, he was a few years older than me, and I think it was our second date <clears throat> that he... We went on an adventure, but he didn't tell me where we were going. And 
So on our first date, I had told him <laughs> that I love Starry Night. But living in Orlando with all the light pollution and the smog and whatever, you can hardly see the night sky. It's just, you know. So he picked me up in his 2005 blue Mustang that he babied and was more proud of than any other of his accomplishments in life. And we, he was, we were driving for like, what felt like an hour. And on my way, there was this little bit of fear in my mind. And I was like, you know, I'm going with this guy that I really don't know. He's driving me and we're driving to the middle of nowhere. Is he going to murder me? (laughs) (laughs) So that thought's in my mind and I was kind of quiet and he, he, I guess, sensed it and said, are you okay? And I said, yeah. And I guess it wasn't convincing. He says, I promise I'm not taking you out here to murder me, to murder you. And, uh, I know that should have appeased the fear, but the fact that he said it kind of (laughs) made me think, uh, (laughs) okay. But we ended up getting to our destination and it was this abandoned, I don't even know what it was. It was some former commercial lot building oh. <laughs> um because he was really into urban exploration and he had been there before and we walk in and it was it looked like kind of like a lab what's urban exploration again Is so that... exploring old abandoned buildings mm-hmm. and structures and whatnot and we get to the we walk through the building because there, there's like holes in the walls so we were able to get in and we walked to the back of it to this concrete slab in the back where the sky opened up and you could see all the stars. And it was such a cool moment that he took what I had said from the first date mm-hmm. and... I just now thought of this and I'm sorry to interrupt, but do you think that this was like a regular thing for him to do? Is Like, how did he know where that was? Did he... He'd been there before. Oh, so he took another guy here... No, 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 no. He had gone on his own. Because he, oh, he liked okay. to photograph. Okay. I was just wondering if this was like a... <laughs> <laughs> a thing he did with all his I mean, it dates. might have been. I don't think so. But anyway. So we're there. We're enjoying the night sky. It was, it was romantic. And uh, he even gave me his jacket because I was not prepared for the cool weather. This was Florida. I didn't expect it to be cold, I guess. I mean, this was January in Florida. Mm-hmm. So I guess even there it can get cool sometimes. So we're on our way, and I forgot to mention this, but to get to the building, you had to climb this fence and walk through this overgrown field. And on our way back, we walk through the field, we reclimb the fence, jump over it, get back into his car, we uh, drive back, and <laughs> we open, and you, know, and you know the light that comes on when you open the car door? Uh-huh. So he gets out, and I open my door to get out, and I look down at his floor mats, and there's mud. But there, I thought you said they weren't floor mats, like rubber. They, it was no, no, the no. original. They were carpet. carpet floor mats, original that he keeps in pristine condition. And I had tracked mud, and for whatever reason, his feet weren't covered in mud, but mine were, even though we walked in the same area. Uh huh. And <clears throat> I like 
look down and I'm it's that oh shit moment and he goes oh no and he starts freaking out over the mud on his like a a panicked freak out or like a mad like it was a mad that's another huge red flag yeah it was but i felt so bad at the, in, at the time and i said cuz i i realized how much this car meant to him and how you know good of care he he Took of it yeah, and right. whatnot. So he <laughs> he proceeded to spend the next twenty minutes carefully cleaning the mud off. And while I was just sitting there feeling awful feeling and shitty about myself. And uh it kind of ruined the night. <laughs> yeah. And we parted and the fact ways. That he got mad at you about it. Yeah. Turns out I ended up dating him for six months. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Hindsight is twenty twenty. I guess so. <laughs> Someone needs glasses, apparently. That was my yeah. So that was my second worst date. Uh, I'm debating between two right now to tell. I thought you had. I I, I thought of another one that I remembered. Oh, was it worse than the? Disney I guess adult? it wasn't so much. It was I guess the person because. Um, Okay, I guess I'll tell this one, because this this one is kind of bad, I guess. I kind of want you to tell the other one, too, though. Okay, I'll tell both of them. Okay, so we'll call him um, a code name Chris. Okay, so Chris is this, I swear to God, this guy was like six, I don't know, what's really tall? Like six, six nine, s- six nine. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> he, <laughs> he was probably six four. He was fucking tall. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was a. His mom was a pastor of this church I used to go to. Like, no joke. Like six or seven mm-hmm. years ago. Anyways, we started seeing each other. He was probably like a couple years older than me. He. Um, I remember his mom telling me, she's like, oh, yeah, you'd be so good for Chris. Da, 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 da. She didn't tell me his past history, but he did. And he let me know that, oh, like, I went through a really rough time in my life. I was in a gang. I went to jail for a bit. And I was like, oh, that's your past. That's totally okay. okay. You're judging me for the asshole thing. Red but flags. Gang, jail. Those <laughs> red are red flags. flags. Those are waving red flags. But he seemed flags. like a decent guy. And he was nice to me. Um, <laughs> he was reformed. And also, I loved his tattoos. I thought they were really cool. He had tattoos. And thus the obsession began. <laughs> covering his arms, his hands, his neck, everything. And I was like, oh, his tattoos are really cool. Blah, blah, blah. Well, anyways. Um, horrible taste. <laughs> <laughs> we go back to his house where he was still living with his parents. His mom was gone a lot because she was doing missions and whatever else. Um, and he was like, oh, this is my cab for, like... He, he just became... He got his, like, license to be a semi-truck driver or whatever. Mm. And I think we had gone on, like, a couple dates. And I don't know what it is about this guy. But he fell hard and he fell fast. And I remember him telling me, he's like, yeah, we should get, like, married and, like, we should just drive across the country and, like, I can do, like, I can be a truck driver and you can just be, like, my wife and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, "Mm, (laughs) I don't think so. 
Um, that was a huge red flag, and I think that's when I had broke things off. But previous to that, before this crazy idea where I was, like, shocked and just How long had you, a huge you been hell together no. at that time? It wasn't long. I think it was maybe, like, a month. But previous to that, he got, like, after his whole reevaluation of his life and, like, what he wanted after his gang days and whatnot... He became very religious, and I remember him taking me to his megachurch. He sounds like one of those people that goes from one extreme to the other. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I remember it was so... First of all, I was just weirded out Mm -hmm. by this megachurch. I mean, I was still going to church at the time, but... I mean, this was like six, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. This megachurch was just... Everybody knew him because his mom was a a pastor and whatnot and he's like oh yeah he was introducing me as the woman who like <laughs> changed him or whatever and i was like oh dear <laughs> god <laughs> when they, i tell you what he was extreme and then that's when i was like oh Ooh. Ooh, no <laughs> getting too real. bye chris um okay so that was my experience with this one guy chris we'll call him tattoo chris and now uh, Disney adult. Oh, actually, he was such a nice guy. I know. I wish always... I was still friends with him. Okay. Yeah, like, this isn't... He's not a bad guy. He's not a guy. bad dude. No, it he was, was just, really nice. It was... Okay, so let me set the scene for you. I'm, like, 17? 18? 18. I think I was 18. And I'll Thank call him... you were 18. Um, I don't know what to call him. Because <laughs> his name is so unique. I want to use his... call him Lyle. <laughs> Lyle? What the hell is Lyle? I don't know. It just came to my mind. Okay. Lyle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He came to the house where I was living with my grandma, and my aunt was there, and he was so nice. My aunt was, like, grilling him. She was like, all right, like, what's your name? How old are you? Where are you from? Yada, yada. (laughs) Let me see your your driver's license. I need to get get a copy of it just in case. So I he's love like, her so much. he, I remember, I think we had agreed. I was like, okay, just tell her that you're like 20 or something like that. He was like 22, 23. Mm-hmm. And so she got a copy of his driver's license after he was like, oh yeah, I'm, tw- I'm 20. <laughs> and she was like, okay. So she took his license plate, like scanned it and was like looking at it. Didn't do the math, I guess, which she's a pretty smart person. So uh-huh. maybe she just ignored the date of birth. <clears throat> Focus on the name and address. Focused on the name and address. <laughs> like if she does, if he does anything to Olivia, I'm going to hunt him down and kill him. Um, we go on this date and he was so nice. But when I, t- okay. For those of you who know what a Disney adult is, or for those of you who don't, a Disney adult is just someone that is like overly obsessed with everything Disney. As and an adult. Like, like, they will go on their honeymoon f- to Disney well, because they're so obsessed. It, they'll start collections Okay, of and when I say this guy was obsessed, I, I think most of the date and the conversation revolved around, revolved around Disney. And, like, I told him, I was like, oh, yeah, my dad worked at Disney for, like, 20 years. He's like, oh, no way. And then <laughs> I followed... I remember, like, I was like, okay, maybe it's not that bad. And then I remember following him on Instagram. And when I say his whole Instagram was him, and he did those, like, he traded the pins on the lanyards. What are, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it was an extreme hobby. And I think every post was him at Disney. I was like, does this guy have a job? Does he work? He doesn't work at Disney. Disney is not a personality. <laughs> Disney was his personality. And he was so nice. But I was like, I can't do this. This is... 
Oh. A lot. And you lived alone, right? Or... I don't... Um... <clears throat> no, I think he had, like, roommates or something. Okay. That's interesting. I would, I would be curious to see his bedroom. I'm sure it was just posters and Disney... Yeah. But was it any specific Disney character? Or was it just Disney No, it was Disney everything. Like, all of Disney. Wow. Yeah, and he did, like, the, the trading of those pins. Like, some would cost a lot and be really, like... Um, rare, and then, yeah, I was just like, oh, that's <laughs> too much. Poor guy. Yeah. Well. <laughs> All right, what's your, uh, what's we your next one? wish him well. So, my last one, um, and this one is kind of sad, kind of, I feel badly for him. So, I started talking to this guy who also seemed normal at first um and we had been talking for about three four weeks and um one night um after we had had sex it was he well he kind of kind of been acting weird all night and so i i'm like is everything okay and he just started freaking out and um it was scary and i don't remember you telling me this one yeah it was it was yelling and it was at you just at me at at at, it was it would go from yelling to to crying and then it was just it was so back and forth and i had no idea what had caused it what was going on and he locked um himself out on the balcony or, like, not locked himself, but he, like, shut the door and blocked the door so I couldn't follow him. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? In my mind, I was like, what is, what is happening? What's, what's going on? And, um, this was so new and I wanted to be able to... Wait, wait, wait. Was this, like, right after sex? Did he just have a freak out? Or was it yeah, like a little no, bit after? No, this was, yeah, this was probably, like, ten minutes after. And... It it hadn't been the first time that we'd had sex because the thought ran through my mind. I was like, did that trigger something? Mm-hmm. But I don't think it did because it, it we had done it several times before. And so finally, when he had calmed down, and I had finally been able to get out onto the balcony, and he he kind of composed himself. He said, "I'm sorry, <clears throat> I'm off my medication." And I said, what do you mean? He said, I have bipolar disorder. And I, at the time, I didn't know really anything about bipolar disorder. I had heard people say, oh, yeah, like she must be bipolar or whatever. But I didn't really know medically what that entailed. And he had just had like a a moment or, you know, and I guess his meds had always prevented that in the past since I had known him and so it really freaked me out and I later find out that this guy that the reason he had the episode was not only because he was off his medication but because he had been embezzling a quarter of a million dollars holy shit I know who you're talking about (laughs) he had (laughs) oh my god this that guy yeah 
So he had, Holy shit. I later found out that he had been arrested for embezzling a quarter of a million dollars from can you, can you, can, his business. <laughs> can you add? No, I don't want to add that. Why? It's public information. What do you mean? That. You know? No, I don't want to add that. Ugh, okay, fine. Then no, no, no the left. court proceedings are still going on because <laughs> of COVID. But, I mean, this happened four years ago. I remember, okay, can I just, can I just say that I remember meeting this dude. <clears throat> do you remember when you were like, oh, all right, it's time for you to meet my twin. Yeah. Yada, yada. We went to the movies and he had some. Oh, yeah. He was so. He was so standoffish. Rude and, and just rude. like standoffish. And I was like, what's his problem? I just thought he was in a mood. Well, I think that was another episode. So I feel badly for him. I don't Why feel... do you feel badly for this man? That he has bipolar disorder. I don't feel badly that he. Embezzled, embezzled half a million dollars it wasn't half it was between a quarter and a half but okay it was a lot of money but i i mean i feel badly that he deals with that and you've picked such winners in the past <laughs> lesson learned at least i didn't tie myself to any of them <laughs> that's you know? true like, it could have been much worse it could have been worse all right <laughs> drum roll <laughs> This one uh, is a winner. I love it so much. Why do you love it so much? <laughs> because, well, I... Do you I, remember when I called you... Cry? I'll, leave, I'll leave that. Okay. Let's set the scene. I mean, we can laugh about it now. But in the moment, it, in was, the moment, it was horrible. It was horrible. Oh, yeah. I felt just, like, so awful. Okay, let me set the scene. All right. I'm living in Florida. I'm living above my my aunt and uncle's garage. There was a studio apartment... In this very, very ritzy neighborhood. And when I say, like, ritzy neighborhood, like, people drove. Like, there was nothing less of, like, Like BMW status. There was, like, Lamborghinis, all this, like, it was the place to be if you had money. Right. And And I just happened to be renting from my aunt and uncle to live in this studio apartment that normally, in Orlando, I think would go for, like, $1,500 for where it was. I didn't pay that, but that's... The area. Now it would probably be like 2000 Oh, yeah. Okay, so I had been talking to this guy uh, for a while. I mean, it was like, a, I think a couple weeks. We talked back and forth. He seemed really nice. And so we were not finally... Not in person, though, just... Not in person. So first date, and I don't know why I suggested this. <laughs> I think he lives maybe like, an, like 30 minutes to an hour away. I don't really remember the distance, but... I was like, yeah, just uh, just come over to my apartment. Because I was like, it's safe. Like, mm-hmm. my aunt and uncle are right there if I need them. Right. I think that kind of... It's a very well-populated area that mm-hmm. I don't think anything would happen. Right. So, I said, come over to my apartment. Mm-hmm. And he went on and on about this restaurant. He's like, he talked up this restaurant for like a straight week. And was like, I'm going to take you there. It's so nice. Yada, mm-hmm. yada. There's like specialty cut... Um, like steaks and whatnot. So mm-hmm. when I was a huge like um, beef eater, I was so into steaks and whatnot. <laughs> you not were. Any, you really did love not steak. Not anymore. And then I went vegan. And then, well, we won't get into that now. It's a long story. Uh, so he came over, and uh, we like he just started. We started talking. I don't know what he was expecting, and I don't know if he was expecting like sex Probably. that night but i get i told him i was like it's it's like not gonna happen you told him when he was there yeah i think he was like indicating i was like just let you know like i don't 
you know put out on the first date yeah or or any <laughs> <at all>. date <laughs> <laughs> so he like we started uh making now and then i was like okay like you want to go get dinner like i was like i just want this, this fucking food already yeah so we get in his car and he's like yeah i hope you don't mind it's like 20 30 minutes away i was like yeah like i, I don't care it's it's worth the wait right you've been talking it up so mm-hmm. he like we get to the restaurant we talk about like he was talking about his family on the way there. It was like a good conversation. Mm-hmm. We get to the restaurant and we do kind of like a drive by. Like we pull into the parking lot and he was like, Oh, it looks so crowded. Let like let's not go here. And I was like, Well, like we can just put our name in and just, you know, wait. Mm-hmm. We drove all the way here. He's like, yeah. No, no, I think we should just like find another place to go. I was like, Yeah, yeah, it's fine. So we're like looking around, I'm like suggesting all these things, He's like, No, no, let's just go back to your place and like mm-hmm. order something. I was like fucking stupid. I was like, all right, we'll go back to my place and just like order like Chinese or something, like have it delivered or go pick it up or whatever. So we drive all the way back. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know how late it was, but like lots of driving, lots of indecisive things. Mm-hmm. And I was so hungry. So we get back to my apartment and we're like, we're sitting on the couch and like we're ordering, we're looking at this menu online. And so we call into this Chinese restaurant and we order the like we literally sit there together and we order mm-hmm. the food on the phone and uh they're like okay it's gonna be like um uh, like a 20 minute wait or whatever it was mm-hmm. right down the street like it was in the neighborhood that i was living in mm-hmm. and uh he's like all right i'll go pick it up and i was like okay like i'll go with you he's like no 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 it's okay i'll go so he like he leaves um and I'm just, like, waiting there, and, like, 20 minutes goes by, 25 minutes goes by, and I'm like, this is weird. Did and then you text it, him? And I texted him, and nothing. And then an hour goes by, and I was like, holy shit, what if he got... I was thinking, like, oh <laughs> Trying to God, rationalize his behavior. What if he got into an accident? What if... Like, get hit his, by a car What if his phone is dead? Da-da-da. Nothing. <clears throat> nothing at all mm-hmm. so then like two hours goes by and i was like i think i just think this guy just like did i just get dished? <laughs> i just get dished never heard from him again he literally went to go pick up the food and didn't come back. and did not come back it's like if someone's telling the story about their like dad leaving them to go back get dinner that's kind of like the the vibe it gave off like i'll be right back That's so awful never returns never gives me any I, explanation I, you know what i honestly think that things change when you told him that you weren't gonna put out i don't know that's or he just didn't like my my winning personality i can't tell <laughs> <laughs> or he got the vibe that you were <laughs> <laughs> bryce just did the hand like flip thing uh so that was yeah, I remember crying because I was. It was so late at night. You were hungry. You were I emotional. Was emotional. Yeah. I felt so rejected. Did you have any food to eat? No, <laughs> I had like snacks and stuff in my fridge, but I didn't have anything like prepared. Right. And then I did. I call you that night. Like you called me crying, and I was like, "Why is she calling me so late?" <laughs> but you had told me you were having a date, so I thought you were calling to tell me how it went. Oh yeah. No. And so... I was calling to tell you that. <laughs> I just got ditched on my. I know. On the date. Well, when you when you call. The worst thing is, like, he could have just been like, "No, I'm not into it," or like, "Like, why drive me all the way out to this place?" I think for he us was not trying to... not to. 
I think he was thinking about it on the way there. Like, how can I ditch her without... <laughs> Drops like me asshole. off at the restaurant. I'm going to go park now and then just drive off. Yeah. That would have been a horrible way to go about right. it. At least he... Yeah, at least at least you were safe at home when it happened. Yeah, that's very true. But, yeah, when you called me, I thought he had, like, hurt you or something. Everybody... Anytime I... For a while, I did not want to tell people this story because it felt like such a huge rejection. rejection. yeah. And now I just... And then, like, after a while, I was able to laugh at it. Mm-hmm. And any, I think I remember telling Maddie this story for the first time, and she died laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It is. I mean, it's so horrible, funny. but it's... Yeah, it's... <laughs> looking back, so, I mean, it's so been so funny. long. Wow. The trauma some, has... <laughs> the trauma dis- like, time disappeared. Time the trauma. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I don't even remember his name. I don't... You know what's so weird? I don't even remember what he looks like. I think the, uh, <laughs> your subconscious, like... I think he had brown hair. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Do you remember what he drove or anything? Mm, a truck? Maybe. Maybe. Why do I always remember people's cars? Like, I associate a car with a person. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you ever see a car and it yeah. makes you think of somebody? Yeah, because... Or, like, you remember, like, when I work at restaurants or something and I see people pull up, before mm-hmm. I even see them, I see the car, like, I know who it is. Because yeah. I just know that the, that's, like, what they drive. Right. Yeah. I think it's more common in men, actually, for whatever reason. Why? I think... Because I think... Why are men the only ones allowed to like cars a lot? No, I'm not saying they're they're the only ones allowed. I think it's more common in men. Okay, well... Anytime because I see a Toyota Camry, I'm like, Bryce? <laughs> <laughs> I was recently, <laughs> I watched this TikTok the other day, and it was, uh, how you know a guy is gay by what he drives. And guess what number three was on the list? <laughs> a Camry? <laughs> a Camry. Uh, it was like, and I think the, the thing was like, bitch, please, who are you trying to fool? <laughs> like, something like that. I and I was that. like, well, I mean, I'm not ashamed of it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's... Anyway. That was one for the books. We're trying to decide. We have a a bunch of different topics we want to hit and how we want to go about it. Yeah. There's well, you wrote down so many. I wrote down so many. I think what you know what we should do is just put all the topics in a jar and, and then pull we should just pull at the beginning of each episode. Yeah, so it's just like a surprise, like bam. But should we but I feel like that doesn't give us an opportunity to prep in advance. I don't think we prep that much. I think we kinda of go over like I made a list. Yeah, you did, because I'm so forgetful. Bryce, I think Bryce remembered my bad dates more than I did. He was like... I remember when they happened. And like, <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, I had to really dig in the back of my brain for them. Yeah, I right. think you've kind of erased oh, so much. the memories from that period of so life. So much. High school to like age 20. You suppressed them. Two. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of been like such a blur. 23, yeah. 23. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, Alrighty. Well, that was ep- episode three. Episode three. Oh, yeah. We forgot to mention that at the beginning. Yeah. We also still need to do an introduction. All right. We'll record that in a bit. Guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Woohoo.